Well, the NCAA tournament will start tomorrow, really. And unbelievably, Jimmy Stein's bracket has already been busted. You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, we've had... Oh, roughly 12, 14 hours to digest this bracket now and Alabama's chances. I've already filled my bracket out, and I don't see why in the world we can't win this thing. <laughs> I've yet to tackle the bracket, although I'm going to do it shortly. It is not, uh, I admit, uh, openly. A lot of people brag about their brackets. I do the opposite. I, I'm not great at uh, picking the tournament, never having been in the past. There was one year, I remember it specifically, it was the season, Luke, uh, several years ago, where Warren Buffett uh, was offering, I think, a billion dollars to anyone that could make, that had a perfect bracket. So you had to submit your bracket to, to be eligible to win the billion. I did that. And the first day, you know, there's 16 games on Thursday and 16 on Friday. The 16 games on Thursday, I got like the first, 13 or 14 right. I, I got the first session, the second session, the the prime time. I went all the way into the late night session uh, before I lost a game. And I've never done that before or since in terms of like finishing the first day 15 and one. And of course, by losing a game that took me out of the billion dollars. Uh, but I, I remember that was my best year ever. So I guess I need about a billion dollars worth of uh, inspiration before I, I, I do a good job on the brackets. You know, once you win about 10, 11 games and there's a billion dollars on the line, you start uh, dreaming, by the way. Uh, in terms of how I'm going to pick the bracket, I don't know. Uh, I, I feel a little superstitious about picking Alabama. I don't know why I didn't realize that about me until it's time to pick the bracket. I, I'm, I've never, ever, and, and it's a tribute to how good this team is, Luke, I've never contemplated picking Alabama to win the whole thing. I've never, like, hmm, should I pick Alabama to win it all? Uh, I, I've never really had to contemplate that. So I don't know that I can. Uh, did you? I'm muted. Um, yeah, um, I did pick Alabama to the final four. I guess it was 90, 94 or 95, whenever we lost uh, in the second round to Big Country Reeves. Yes, and we had 95. Antonio McDice. I think it was 95. And, they, and, and McDice got in foul trouble. McDice had just put on a show, I think, against Penn. And yeah. it just, I mean, like, was just unbelievable. Um, I mean, I want to say he had, like, 30 points and 20 boards. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was a like number. Exactly right. I think it's, like, exactly right, like, 30 points and 20 rebounds. He went from – he went from, is he going to go pro before the tournament to is he going to be the first pick? Right. I need to look that up while you're ranting about something and remembering. So you first picked pick Alabama was. to get to the final four that season? That season. Well, I mean, I was at Alabama. Um, yeah. I knew – I mean, McDice had really started playing well, um, and I thought that they had a shot. And it turns out the team that knocked them out is the team that went to the final four out of that region. Yeah, um, that was a second-round so loss, too. That was a second-round loss. second round loss. Not Sweet 16. I, I think that was a 4-5 game. It might have been a 6-3, but I think it was 4-5. or five. 
that was a really um, good Oklahoma State team. And Big Country Reeves was one heck of a college player. I, I don't know that we see that a lot anymore. We're such an NBA obsessed society. Uh, whereas Big Country Reeves, uh, who I, I probably was a first round pick, but even, I mean, he, he just wasn't an NBA athlete, but he, he was one heck of a college basketball player. Oh, yeah. Uh, he really was. But yeah, it's, I'm with you. It's tough to pick Alabama to win it all because you do feel like, I mean, that, that's part of being a fan, right? I mean, you feel like you're a part of this thing. That's why I always hate it when people are like, well, you, you know, you can't say we didn't run the ball well or we didn't pass the ball well. You're not on the team. I'm like, I, I feel like I've, I went first of all. I went to Alabama, so I'm a, an official alum. I also feel like I've spent enough money traveling around, uh, reading up on Bama Online, on On Three, everything else, doing this podcast, uh, you know, doing everything to where I'm like, yeah, I'm a part of this thing. I'm a part of this thing. Yeah. And um, so I can say we. And um, yeah, I make enough but of a I, contribution. I make enough of a contribution, not just monetarily. There's that, but <laughs> this is oh, it's we. If 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 they don't claim if they don't claim me at least tangentially, I'm going to be really mad. <laughs> um, so yeah, you know I'm I'm fine with saying we, but um, uh, I think my part is to not jinx us, and so I only did it. I, I'm going to do several brackets. I, I don't do a lot of the, you know, hey, get in a twenty five hundred dollar whatever it is bracket pool anymore. I do a lot of free bracket you're stuff. You're going to pick the games the same in each bracket, right? No. Oh, probably really? not. Because oh, I'll forget. Um, I'm not having – I don't have like the sheet of integrity that they used to talk about on Mike and Mike in the morning. You either have a bunch of sheets or you have one sheet. I don't do the sheet of integrity. Oh, gosh. Well, that just means that theoretically you could just fill out a thousand brackets and one of the thousands going to be good. And then you say, look how good I did. Look how great this was. No, I mean, but, you yeah, well, it's not that way. Because I only – but I only fill out like three to five brackets and I don't use them in the all in the same contest. And they all are pretty much the same. I mean, there's not a, there's not a bracket where I'm going to pick Alabama to lose in the first round. There's just not, or Duke to lose in the first round. Even. I mean, I'm, I'm going to pick those to win in the first round every time. Now I might pick a five twelve. I just did my bracket and I didn't pick any 12s to beat fives. Um, so I mean, the, the whole fun of it is filling out your bracket, but that's why I don't look back because mm -hmm. at, at my other brackets because I'm like, every now and again, I'll get excited. I'll go, yeah, I know I picked so-and-so on this, and I'm like, crap, I picked it on the wrong bracket because I was already doing crappy on that bracket. This doesn't help me. Um, anyway. There is um, there is a statistical anomaly for for a tip and picking pick your bracket. It's not a, it's not a wives' tale. There is a statistical anomaly in 12s upsetting fives. That's a real math thing over the years. Um, if you look at percentage of 16s who have won, which is infinitesimal, uh, but then more 15s win than 16s, more 14s win than 15s, more 13s win than 14s, a lot more 12s, a lot more 12s win than 13s, and 11s win at about the same clip as the 12s which is really weird. And then you get into tens and nines who win, you know, quite a bit, even more than the twelves. But the point is uh, I looked at it one year uh, when I was picking a bracket, I wanted to go total math, you know, how many twelves win, how many 11s win. Uh, and, and it is, there, there is a statistical anomaly. It's not just us saying, boy, it sure seems like twelves win 
more often they should. Uh, they actually do. Um, yeah, the, the, and but I mean, it can be sort of a, a few years ago, I think all 12s beat all fives. It was kind of weird. Yeah. Um, and boy, good on me. It was a four versus five. Um, and uh, Alabama and Oklahoma State, I'm looking up the article now, uh, Alabama had beaten and some people may not find this interesting. I'm telling you, that 95 team was good. Um, Alabama beat Penn. I want to say it was an overtime, 91 to 85. And then they played Oklahoma State and lose 66-52. And they would have played Wake Forest, who was a one seed. Can you believe that now? Wake Forest was a one seed. Um, Could that be a Wake they, Forest team that had Tim Duncan? That might have been Tim 95? Duncan. Maybe. Probably. Randolph, I, I, I mean, Randolph I Childress. Maybe or Randolph Childress, who was a player who could make a one seed himself. Here's what happened. I'm I'm reading the the roundup. It says um, the game Alabama and Oklahoma State pretty much played to a draw until for 25 minutes of the game. But then suddenly Alabama center Antonio McNice, five minutes of the second half, landed awkwardly, felt a shooting pain above his knee, and limped to the Crimson Tide bench. He returned several minutes later, but not before the Cowboys spotted their opening, seized control behind Bryant, Big Country Reeves, and guard Randy Rutherford. I forgot him and pulled away for a 14-point win. Um, God, that sucks. Um, For those who don't know, Big Country Reeves, this is back when it was the Big Eight, he was seven feet tall, 292 pounds. Um, anyway, I, I, McDice was so good. But I need to tell everybody about FanDuel. I'm, I'm just reminiscing now, so I'm just going to tell everybody about FanDuel because everybody loves FanDuel, don't you? Uh, I do. It's a fantastic okay. app. It's the official app of the NBA, and it's the official app if you want to go make some money in this NCAA tournament. We're at the midway point of the NBA season, and now's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scored to rebounds to assists, whatever you want. They got it at FanDuel. FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a bigger payout because you have a chance at at the same game parlay. Don't miss the chance to get in your no-sweat first bet. Up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on, fanduel.com slash locked on, fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with Fanduel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Also, I want to tell you to check out Locked On College Basketball, College Basketball Breakdown episode. These are going to be a lot of fun. Jimmy or I should be on one here shortly, I would think. Um, we're supposed to be, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, so be on the lookout for that, too. And also, thanks for making us your first listen. I forgot to say that at first. I should always say that because you guys are the best. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Uh, Jimmy, let's take a look at our bracket a little more. Um, Alabama, of course, will play either uh, Texas Corpus Christi, Texas A&M Corpus Christi, or SEMO. Um and I don't know who they'll play. It doesn't matter. I think Alabama's going to blow their doors off. The game's going to be at 150 in Birmingham. 
Um, I hate that time. Uh, it makes it so I can't go to it. Sorry, I'm sniffling so much. If y'all have noticed, I got a really crooked nose. I've even had it fixed like 25 years ago. Like I didn't want to have it fixed, but I kept my nose kept bleeding. And my, my, my dad said, look, I'm tired of this. Just uh, go get it fixed. And so it's still kind of tired of this after punching you in the nose. He did. And um, <laughs> thanks for bringing it up. But anyway, miss you, daddy. Uh, but anyway, my dad's not dead. Um, anyway, but he um, did punch you in the nose repeatedly until it bled. So, uh, yeah, just I, I can't sometimes I just can't breathe very well through my nose. So, anywho, um, Alabama at 150 in Birmingham. Uh, why didn't we get the night session? We should have. I guess yeah. it doesn't matter when you're playing a team that bad. The game Saturday, we don't know the time yet, is going to be Alabama against Maryland or West Virginia. I have West Virginia winning, even though Maryland's got the better record. Um, I think either game is, is an interesting contest and will be a lot of fun. I just think the West Virginia-Alabama game has more cachet. Um, I'm going to pick West – I haven't done my bracket yet. I'm going to do it right, pretty much right after the show. But I'm going to pick West Virginia to win the game. No, I'm going to pick right, West Virginia so to beat Maryland. If Alabama doesn't win this bracket, who do you think does? You mean come, coming out of the South? Coming out of the South bracket, yeah. <clears throat> um, I, I know this the chalk pick, but probably Arizona. Uh, and, and I find it not ironic. Uh, and I may pick, by the way, Alabama to lose to Arizona at the final. I, I may do that. I find it. You know, when Alabama was in the tournament two years ago, I think people are forgetting how good that team was. The team two years ago that won the SEC regular season and won the SEC tournament and came in hot with a good seed. And who did they lose to? They lost to the best UCLA. team in the Pac. The best team in the Pac-12. They lost to the best. Who, who well, ends okay. up being Jimmy? The best team who? In the Pac which team do you think the team two years ago or this team's better? I think it's clearly this team. That's my opinion. I think this team is better than the one two years ago, but the team two years ago was pretty good. Was really good. I mean, yeah, I one agree. of the best, one of the best in school history. Uh, but let me tell you, better. let me tell you what I think about that too. Here's the thing: I think Brandon Miller is the best player in Alabama history. I think Herb right. Jones would do a hell of a job on him because he's he's as long, he's quick. Um, he can def he, obviously Herb's one of the best defenders in the NBA now. He was the best defender in the SEC in the country when he was a senior. Um, I think Herb would do a really good job on Brandon Miller. I think Miller would get his 14 points. The problem comes when, all right, who guards who guards Clowney? Who, right. who guards? I mean, who, who guards uh, Betty Ako? Who guards? Oh, I, I'm agreeing that this team is better than the one two years ago. I think my point was going to be that. I think this year's Arizona team is better than the UCLA team that beat us. So Ooh, we're okay. better. We're better. I think Arizona is better than that UCLA team that made the final four. I also worry, uh, regardless of matchup, Luke, I worry a little bit about the off court stuff wearing us down the uh, pressure uh, that's new to the program, not these guys, the pressure of going to the NCAA tournament and being expected to even beat West Virginia or, or Maryland, who's good. And it just the expectations uh, make things different. Uh, it's one game. Alabama did lose to Oklahoma, who's not in the NCAA tournament. It's not impossible for Alabama to lose to a non-great team. Uh, 
So I worry about all of those things. What gives me comfort, though, Luke, is, you know, Nate Oates has a real impressive early resume in his career of doing well in tournaments. Frankly, him doing well in the NCAA tournament at Buffalo is what got Greg Burns' attention in the first place. Uh, Nate Oates. Ironically, he beat Arizona. Great, great, great call. Uh, Ironically, it just seems to be, uh, you know, Nate Oates just seems to, to coach tournaments really well. So that gives me comfort. And we've never gone into the tournament with the best player in the country. We've gone into the tournament with good teams. Uh, but like you were making a good point about Herb, who was the best player we had two years ago. Herb's even a good NBA player right now. But he he wasn't two years ago as good as, as Brandon Miller is right now. Uh, I, 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 earlier this season, I compared Brandon Miller to Carmelo Anthony, not because he's like him as a player, but Carmelo Anthony is a freshman uh, you know, won a national championship for Syracuse, a team that's good, but Boheim, Boheim, <laughs> Boheim, Boheim only won one national championship at Syracuse. It was when Carmelo Anthony, the freshman, carried his team to the national championship. Uh, I think Brandon Miller is, uh, I think he's Carmelo Anthony good, he, or Danny Manning good. He's he's just not. Uh, uh, you know, uh, same position as those guys, but but he's he's that level of good. I believe that. In the next segment, I'm going to talk about three things Nate Oates says that Alabama needs to do in the tournament. But very quickly, I want to look at this. The CBS experts came out with their um, their brackets. Gary Parish, who absolutely loathes Alabama at this point, and is so on a tear about this Brandon Miller thing. It seems like he read about one-tenth of the story, and then he just has run with his own whatever. So more power to him, I guess. But regardless, he does have Alabama playing for a national championship against Houston and Houston winning it. Um, Meanwhile, Matt Norlander, whoever the heck that is, uh, he has Alabama losing in the Elite Eight to Creighton coming out of our our bracket. And it'd be – Yeah, it'd be Purdue – it is our nemesis. Purdue and Houston with Houston winning it all. Then here's another. This is uh, Kyle Boone has Alabama and Houston with Houston winning it all. Uh, Dennis Dodd has Arizona defeating Alabama in the Elite Eight and Arizona winning it all against Texas. And then uh, Chip Patterson has Arizona beating Alabama and Kansas winning it all. Um, I find that just kind of interesting, like not a not a one of them has Alabama winning it, and that's fine. I, I I get it. I mean, I'm not I'm not mad that people aren't going to have Alabama winning it. Some are. I mean, Vitale does because we've never done it. Until we do it, it's hard to pick it, right? Yeah, I think it's a pick another. And I hate using this term. They'll make fun of me over this, but it's just the best term to use. Pick another football school that's never been a one ever. And if I'm picking that bracket, I'm probably going to say, ah, this stage is too big for them. The stage is too big for them. They're not a blue, you know, they're, 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 they're not going to carry the weight that the North Carolinas, Kentuckys and Dukes are used to. Uh, so I can see picking against Alabama, even making the final four. And that reason alone, I probably would just pick up a, a, a football school, say uh, uh, Penn State, Penn State. If, if it was Penn State as the number one overall seed, I would be like, you know what? I don't know that they can get to the Final Four. I'd see them losing in the Elite Eight or Sweet 16. 
All right, let's take a break. Jimmy, when we come back, I'm going to talk about those three things Nate Oates mentioned that uh, Alabama's going to have to do to win a national championship. This article is courtesy of Bama Online. Nate Oates, three things. Uh, he outlines the three things that will lead Alabama to a national championship. And um, he says, number one, and this is pretty clear to me, um, he says, it's turnovers. If we can consistently take care of the ball and not turn it over when we uh, – where we can get shots up, that's number one. I mean, I, that's so clear. I mean, we have been prone to some real turnover-heavy games. And I think if we can just keep those two – I mean, look, you don't have to have eight turnovers in a game. That would be wonderful. But that's not really us. I mean, if we can keep it to – if we just have 12 turnovers in the game, I think we're, we can beat anybody. If we beat people with more than 20 in a game, but I don't want to risk that anymore. Yeah, I think it, one of it is, uh, you know, it, it's not like it's just his problem, but we are playing quarterly more minutes, and I like it. I like playing Jamarch because it's March, and this guy, for whatever reason, uh, he's a good player, and then it's March, and now he's a great player. That's what quarterly has done in his career at Alabama, and he's doing it again. But quarterly uh, will also turn over the ball, and when, when the point guard, um, has turnover issues, uh, that can be a big problem. I mean, it's like a, a quarterback that throws too many interceptions. Eventually, you're going to play a game against a good team and you can't overcome the interceptions that the quarterback throws. Quinterly uh, playing more minutes may mean more turnovers. So it's sort of like, really, I'm watching Quinterly uh, when it comes to that turnover number. And I couldn't agree with Nate more. Turnovers have been a real bugaboo for this Alabama team going all the way back to November. Tried to unmute quickly, and I couldn't do it. You, you sort of cut yourself off faster than I thought you would, but that's okay. Uh, number two is just the defensive intensity. He said, I think you saw it today. I agree. I thought Alabama's defense went unheralded yesterday. I, everybody's talking about what Brandon Miller did and the way JQ played. Defense all the way around was absolutely incredible. He said he was looking at second chance points from the AM game, and he said he won. we won that 14-11. to 11. Can we win the free throw deal? They – they didn't today. A&M shot 24. We only shot 22. We were 16 of 22, which isn't god-awful, especially if you want to take out Betty Ico missing uh, two really bad ones. Uh, all of a sudden, it's 16 out of 20, and I can live with 80%. Uh, and then uh, the the third thing he said is we, we got to shoot the ball well. And, look, again, that goes without saying, and I think that it it's one of those things that, yeah, shoot the ball well, you can win anything. But it's particularly important for us because when he what he's talking about is not the dunks, not the putbacks, not the nice dishes, uh, not the alley oops. He's talking about from beyond the arc, and it looks we haven't had one of those games yet where it, like LSU a couple of years ago when John Petty came down and like he made seven three pointers in the first half or whatever at LSU during the COVID year. I mean, it, it was just. We were just stinky on fire. And we haven't had one of those yet. And I don't want to have it Thursday. I'd be cool with having it Saturday and beyond. Anytime from Saturday and beyond, I'm cool with. Just don't waste it on Thursday. Yeah, we played pretty – we played like that, I think, a couple of times this year, but they weren't against great teams. Uh, uh, Georgia, we played incredibly well offensively and shot the ball great. The Vandy game, where we beat them by 54, which may have been – the best 40 minutes of basketball this team has played all season long. 
Uh, there have been games where the offense ran it up and they, they, they shot it so well and kind of couldn't miss. I agree, Luke, that we're, we're sort of due for one of those games in the NCAA tournament. Uh, I hope it's not the first one because, uh, again, I'm, I'm not going to downplay Southeast Missouri or Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. I'm not going to downplay them as non-deserving and we're going to trounce them. Uh, we, we very well may. We're, we're obviously a lot better basketball team than they are. But my point is, uh, if we don't shoot it well and we turn over the ball and lack defensive intensity, the three things that Coach Oates named, all three of those things happen. It could be a tight game against a good team. Clearly, those teams are good or they wouldn't be here. Uh, but but uh, I'll tell you, even that second round game, uh, which I think is, is just crucial and big, probably against West Virginia, as me and Luke see it, uh, that would be a nice game for, for the shooting to be back. That would be very helpful. Uh, here's one thing, uh, and a lot of people have been talking about this game, Luke. There's going to be a lot of talk about the Alabama-Gonzaga game this week because that because it was played in Birmingham. And Gonzaga beat us pretty handily. But one thing people haven't noticed about that game, they just remember Gonzaga beating Alabama in Alabama and Drew Timmy being unstoppable and we couldn't guard him. Two things. Bediaco's a different player now than he was then. I, 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 I'm convinced of that. Bediaco's just a different guy. And number two, without anybody's notice, Alabama scored over 90 points in that game. Alabama yeah. offensively played really well against Gonzaga and shot the ball well in that building. They just lost the game because they couldn't stop Gonzaga, particularly Timmy. And uh, I, I, I think it's an outlier-type game, and it's going to be relevant. But people talk about it a lot this week because it was Alabama's game in Birmingham that they lost. But they did shoot the ball well and play good offensively. Well, and again, just playing devil's advocate, we have also lost to Texas there. And we have also lost to Davidson there. I mean, Birmingham hadn't been the friendliest place for us these last several years. So, um, anyway, I, I think it will be this time. If we can get the bugaboo off our back with, uh, you know, whoever wins this play-in game, then maybe all of a sudden it's Katie bar the door. Are you going to any of the games, Jimmy? I am not going to Birmingham. We are having the family discussion today or today and tomorrow about Louisville and or Houston. Well, there we go. I hope your family comes together and does the right thing. And <laughs> Getting buys, everybody together. It's just buys an extra ticket for me, your favorite co-host. <laughs> um, all right. That's going to do it for today's podcast. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. And until tomorrow, roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.